Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Welcome back to the show. I am your host. My name is Q. I'm dressed up, uh, cosplaying as somebody from the West Side because we have a review coming from the West Coast. Uh, shout out to Dirt and E-Man. They recently dropped a project called Splash Bros. This was a joint collaboration between the two of them. And from what I understand, these two recorded um, nine or ten songs within a day. Now, there's going to be an uh, an interlude on this project that we're also going to talk about. But uh, first of all, before we get into this, uh, we have uh, a drink here. We got to pour up because on this project, they're talking about the brown water. They're talking about the Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? And we're on West Coast time. I got my LA hat on. This is a John, by the way, gangbangers. This is a John Geiger bandana. It has a bunch of J, JGs on it. I am not gangbanging. But it's only right. <laughs> and, and by the way, I got a lot of love for, for West Coast music. Uh, but at the same time, if I never have to go to L.A. ever, I will. I won't. I'm, I'm going to pour it up in the microphone. I never have to go to L.A. ever. There is nothing out there uh, that I want to see that I feel like I'm missing. I like the freedom of wearing my Pittsburgh Pirates hat if I wanted to, or my Houston Astros hat if I wanted to, and walk out the door. I'm not saying there there ain't no danger outside of where I'm at, but the gang-banging politics is so crazy out there. I want to wear my Houston Astros hat. You know what I mean? I got a Houston Astros hat. The H is like, you know, symbolic to, uh for me, the, the H in the Cool Hand podcast. Out there... That's for one of them Hoover criminal gangs out there. So it's like, and my hairline be messed up sometimes too. So like, if I don't got a haircut, I'm definitely like, I'm definitely wearing a hat. I don't got a haircut right now. I'm definitely wearing a hat. And even when I do have a haircut, and this is facts, I'll keep it real. Because we're going to keep it real on this project today too. So if we're going to keep it real, we're going to keep it real all the way around. Even when I have a haircut. On camera, my joint still looks bad sometimes. And I'll be like, man, I'm I'm going to wear a hat. So that's why a lot of times I'm wearing a hat as well. In real life, my stuff be looking official. But on camera, for some reason, the way the light shines, it makes me look like, it makes my hairline look crazy. But we poured up some of the brown water. We're going to take a, we're going to take a shot of the Hennessy. Oh, yeah. All right. That's good. So from from what I'm understanding, E-Man is the Henny drinker from from listening to these lyrics. But uh, let's get into it. So uh, Dirt, he is he's on a run for real. Like he puts in a lot of work. And that's one thing that I'm just going to start out saying. He he has a relentless work ethic from what I see. Never met the man in real life, but just from. From the first time we kind of connected on social media to now, he's always he's always dropping something. He's always coming out with something new. He's worked with Jazzy Vaughn in the past. He's worked with my homie Crowded Places, who's also featured on this project. So uh, I want to give a big shout out to him. And uh, I'm glad that this project came out, that I get to talk about it. And shout out to E-Man. I don't know him too well. Um, Actually, I don't know him at all. Let me stop capping like I know him just a little bit. I don't know him at all. So 
Shout out to this dude as well. I got some good things to say about uh, this brother as well. So let's just let's just dive straight into it. So the project is called Splash Bros. And you're going to notice uh, a theme. Now, if you're tapped in with the NBA, with uh, basketball in general, you know that the Splash Bros or the Splash Brothers was a name given to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry years ago. And I tried to look this up because I remember at the same time, Goran Dragic and Eric Bledsoe were on the Phoenix Suns. I swear, I swear, and I could not find the proof to back it up. They were called the Slash Bros. Slash, and while Stephen Curry and um, Clay Thompson were the Splash Bros. Splash Bros. You know, shooting threes. You know, jump shots. Woo woo woo. And then Slash Bros. Because you know the way they get in and out the lanes. Woo woo woo. All that. But I. That's just a side note. That's just a. That's a side. So you have this basketball theme, you have the Splash Bros theme, you have uh, a lot of basketball references, and we're not going to talk about bars too much, we're not going to break down lyrics, because if are we keeping it real today or are we keeping it real? Like I said, we're keeping it real all the way around. When I do these reviews, they take a lot of time to prepare. Like I'm listening to the song over and over, trying to break down the lyrics and this and that. And, 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 and we, are we keeping it real today? I don't have all that time. And I ideally want to release these, uh, release these reviews shortly after a project drops. And that usually doesn't happen. So we're going to give a general overview. I'm going to talk about some likes and dislikes. I'm going to uh, talk about what I appreciate. And, and, and we're, and we're going to get straight to it. So the first song out of 10 um, is Cypherdelic. And this features uh somebody named Stunna Uno. So shout out to you uh big Stunna uh Stunna Uno. So Cypherdelic is uh is a very good actually I'm going to say great. Forget the good word, great because I am a firm believer in coming out strong with the intro song. Of course, the intro is the thing that you you know it, it says it in the word. You're you're introduced to a project with the very first song. Some artists put like a like a small little what you would call like a interlude type thing in the beginning. But when you come out strong with your first song, I love that because like I always say, it sets the tone or it, it gives you an idea what you're going to get yourself into with a project. So Cypherdelic, you have uh, Dirt on there. You have E-Man, of course, and then you have the Stunna Uno person. Um there's a lot of energy, like a lot of energy that is uh, within the production and a lot of energy that uh, Dirt and E-Man come with. Um, E-Man has a very smooth voice, and I think that's one of his biggest strengths. And uh, we'll talk about how they kind of balance each other out between Dirt and E-Man uh, a little bit later and uh, when we sum things up. But uh, it, it comes out strong. It's It's a good... It's a good track. I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. I want to talk about Stunna Uno real quick because uh, the thing about these West Coast guys, like they, you know, they have a a, a certain uh, they have a certain uh, way of speaking. Like if you say five, like they're going to say five, or if you say all right, you're gonna they're gonna say all right, something like that. And I'm and, and I'm not doing it perfectly, but. Stunna Uno has a has that thick West Coast accent, and I really like that. And something else about this Stunna Uno person on his first joint is he has there's like there's just a lot of authenticity within his voice. 
Like I just I, I just hear authentic when this dude raps. And his raps, I believe, like on a couple like on a couple of bars, he wasn't even rhyming. But uh, there's a battle rapper named Caligo. He says like there's a difference between metaphors and real rap. Meaning, you know, sometimes you just gotta spit the real and leave all that other stuff to the side for a second. So, uh, like, I, I want to give a shout out to Stunner Una, whoever you are. Uh, I don't know you either, uh, but I really enjoyed his feature on this track. Uh, and, and, and his flow was a little bit, I want to speak on his flow too, before we move on, his flow was, uh, like unorthodox. There was something, there was just, he, he just has like a certain it factor where not everything needs to be perfect with the way he's rapping. Because like I said, I sensed authenticity. I felt the authenticity coming, uh, from his, from his rap. So, uh, g good, very good, very good, great intro track. So, um, Cypherdelic, that, that's a, that's a top song for me. Uh, then you have the second song. Once again, high energy coming from dirt. Uh, and this song is called let it burn. And, um, one thing about this project is it, with dirt, you're going to hear a lot of references. You're going to hear a lot of, uh, you know, there was, there was, I got a shout out in here. Like my name was referenced, uh, Big Sensei referring to Jazzy Vaughn. You get a Pizzo, a Jai, uh, Crowded Places, uh, That T Plus. He shouts out one of his YouTuber homies or, or cousins or something like that. So th there's a bunch of shout outs in there, but they're not shout outs in the sense that they're like, you know, straight up corny. Like <laughs> they're like used within the science of rapping. It's just not like, shout out to this guy, shout out to... No, no, it's like, you know, he, he says... Let me just give you an example. He 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 used my name. He used uh you know the the cool hand name. Like if I hit a rapper, promise I won't use my cool hand. Like it's it's not an obvious shout out for people who don't know who I am. To somebody else, it can be meaningless, or it could take on a different meaning. Like I won't use my cool hand. You know, put two and two together. Like I I I won't even hit you with the hand that I like. You know, with with, with my dominant hand or something like that. So there's a lot of shout outs. That's what you get with uh, uh, with dirt. And they're used, like I said, within the science of rapping. So uh, and there's the high energy. It's like you're kind of like shooting at the ops. You know, every rapper has ops. And uh, I want to throw this in, too. Dirt always says he's not a rapper. I got some news for you, bro. You're a rapper like it or not, like, and I get it, I, I dislike rappers as much as you do, I don't know your reason for um, sunning rappers, I don't like rappers, because I, I'm a, we're gonna go off the script real quick, are we keeping it real today, we, we, we sipping, we, we drinking Henny, or are we, are we, are, are we chilling, so this is why I don't like you rappers, and this, what I'm about to say about rappers can apply to anybody, honestly, but I'm just going to shoot at you rappers because rap is a competitive sport, a competitive genre because rap, we often talk about within hip hop being the best or uh, having enemies or opposition. And you want to outdo the opposition or rise above the opposition. So, 
in a general sense, it's like these people who come out rapping feel that they have someone against them when in reality they have no one against them except their imagination, the imaginary person in their brain that told them they're never going to succeed. I don't know. But there's also an ego factor with rappers that I just can't. I just... Like, I, I don't know. There's just a weird ego, a weird air around you rappers. And this is the, this is the messed up part about it. I love hip hop and I love the art of rapping. Like, I, I love rappers, but I hate you rappers. I dislike you so much. But I love rap and I love rappers. You know, it's a very, it's a very, very strange dynamic, um, very strange. But anyway, let's just let's just keep it going. So he 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 constantly says he's not a rapper, but he's here to sun you rappers anyway. I guess he's just kind of like, you know, he's like the the horrible the horrible stepfather or father in you rappers lives that just came in um when he after he went out to just go get milk, he just came back for a little bit to check on you, then he's going to leave again. So, I guess that's his role in this project. So, uh, uh, E-Man, he, uh, he comes in on this track, Let It Burn, uh, very, like I said, very smooth, like, like his voice is, I don't want to say Larry June, but when I look at this, this dude and I hear his voice, like he doesn't have a voice just like Larry June, but it's very chill, calm, smooth, and, and, and together, if that makes sense, so, uh, every time I listen to this dude, it's just like, you know, your eyes are kind of low, not in the sense like when you're relaxed, like, you know, like it's just real, real chill. Like he his his voice and his uh, his his aura over the track uh, produces that kind of vibe for me. Well, let me put it like that. So in uh, an email also says something about getting a tech. Like I said, we're not going to break down a bunch of lyrics in this in this little review but what i want to make clear is that the theme of splash bros basketball uh playing a game stays consistent throughout the entire project so he talks about like getting a tech like a technical foul for those who don't uh who aren't into uh basketball uh or anything like that so let's move on to the to the third song, which is called Brown Water, which is another one of my favorites. Uh, super smooth. Uh, the, the beat is smooth. The, the, the beat is player. The beat is is it, it's player. I can't describe the beat other than player. It's real P. It's real player. So uh, you have that. And uh, these dudes are rapping back and forth. And this is another one of the strong points of this project because uh, the offset of their voices sounds good together. And uh, you have like a Bay Area type slash Detroitish type. I feel like uh, I, I heard, I don't know what rapper said this, but like how Detroit and the Bay Area are like relatives. So some of their music may sound the same because they have their relatives. I can't tell you because I'm not from Detroit and I'm not from the Bay, but I did hear somebody from Detroit say that. Um, so I don't know how far back the history goes with Detroit in the Bay, but if you hear music that sounds similar to each other from those two regions or those two areas, there, there might be some history behind that. So that's why I'm saying the Bay Area slash Detroit type vibe. 
and I really liked uh, the dynamic on here and um, Dirt, he, he, he's really getting in his bag with like different flows. And although I'm saying like he's on some Bay Area, Detroit type stuff, it's not blatant biting. Like, you know, when somebody like it's annoying when you hear somebody like blatantly rip off another sound. I'll give you an example. And this is a, an artist that I highly respect. I think he's one of the best artists from the West Coast. But game, 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 game. And I'm going to I'm going to say this because I believe game loves hip hop so much and game loves what other rappers do that he just takes it and emulates it in a sense where he's like paying homage. And it's like, oh, you, you, you know, like you hear Pop Smoke or Fabio Foreign and like he likes the sound so much that he wants to make a song like Pop Smoke or Fabio Foreign. Oh my gosh, there's a song. I'm not going to say the name of it, but this is back when like Future was like just started to get popping. So he had a song with uh, Game had a song with Future on the hook. Oh, what else? Future was on the hook and, so, and some other people. I know I can tell you the name of the song, but I'm not. And on the hook, like Future was not on the hook, but on the hook, Game sounds like Future. It is, it's funny, but it's like, dude, like, did you have to, you had future featured on the song. You could have just had future do the hook. But anyway, like game does that. He did it on his last project with like, he sounded like pop smoke. He's on a song with Fabio foreign back when the ACE hood flow, when he was doing like the hustle hard flow, everybody was doing it, but game was doing it as well. Game game. Just, I, I, I don't know, but I really think game does it out of like an admiration for the artist that he's emulating. But it's like, dude, like you, you start to gain a reputation. If he didn't do it so much, I wouldn't be talking about it. But like I say, dirt is, you know, keep them rappers over there like a segregation, the separation. So it's like he's has like kind of an offbeat flow. You kind of think like the rapper from four, uh, uh, X4, I was about to say from 40s, but that's that that's that West Coast stuff. Uh, you have the rapper X4. Then you have somebody like Blueface, somebody like Draco, the Ru ruler type stuff like his like his flow is on like that type of vibe. And the whole time, E-Man, uh, E-Man stays consistent. He pretty much stays consistent throughout the entire project, I'll say. So when you hear me, you know. Uh, bring out something about dirt it's because he's doing he's he's like all over the place on this project and not in a bad way but there's different energies that he's bringing and things like that but e-man that's you know big henny e-man that's what i'm gonna call him big henny e-man uh stays stay smooth calm and collected on, on the whole thing and on the first song e-man was rapping a little bit faster but at the same time he wasn't like turning up on you like ah so uh, that's, that's, that's what we're doing there. So, uh, I really enjoyed the back and forth rapping and that, that, that's a standout. Um, that's a standout thing from this project. So we're moving on to the fourth track, which is called halftime part one. And, uh, after halftime part two, I'm gonna finish this, this little sip of Henny, but fourth song halftime part one. So this, a little snippet of this was on, uh, dirt's instagram i don't know if it was uh yeah it was on his instagram for promo 
Now, when I heard Halftime Part 1, this song, and I'm going to just give you a, a, a quick overview, it is auto-tuned out, and it is high energy, beats knocking, and it's a short song. So uh, when I first heard it on the IG, I did not like it. I'm like, huh? Like, I, I thought we was on some West Coast stuff because this is like a, a real West Coast album. And this is kind of like, this This was giving me, uh, when I listened to the full song, it was giving me like 2014, 2013, 2014 Young Thug, uh, like a Lil Uzi Vert type thing, like you know, 2016 maybe Lil Uzi, uh, but really was giving me tw- like early Young Thug, like before Thug had like a real established sound. But when I heard the full song, now, once again, I repeat, I did not like it when I heard it on the snippet. When I heard the entire song, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this. So, and it reminded me, it reminded me of something because something in this uh, this halftime part one song, he says, mama ain't raised no chump, something like that. I'm not saying it right, but he's like, mama never raised, never raised no chump. Dun, 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 I ain't going on punk. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm with that. Like, I'm, I'm feeling that. So, uh, you know, a snippet doesn't tell the full story. That's why it's called a snippet. Um, so I really uh, grew to like this song. And I would be remiss to, uh, to, to, to neglect the fact that Dirt produced this. So I want to throw that in there. So uh, this song, Halftime, oh, excuse me, scratch that. Dirt produced the second uh, part of halftime. So halftime part two. Let's let's move on to halftime part two. That was produced by Dirt, and this features uh, my homie Crowded Places. So this is another sh- short little joint, and uh, this was produced. And this is why I'm gonna spend a little bit more time on this one, not because of the rapping, um, and. Uh, not because Dirt produced it, but let's just take a, a look at this. So it's a short joint. It has Crowded Places rapping. Crowded Places flow is immaculate on this song. That's cool, right? Crowded Places did what Crowded Places does. I really enjoyed it. I texted him. That's my homie. So I texted him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really, you know, I enjoyed your woo-woo-woo. So why was this a good little interlude for halftime part two, because after halftime, we're, you know, the, the project's halfway done. So it has like, it's more like synthy and piano or key, key-ish, synthy, synthy I don't know. Um, but there's no percussion, there's no drums. So what you end up having is something that is like a nice break because before that we had halftime part one, which was like really harsh, like really auto-tuned out. And halftime part one, low key, very low key, reminded me of Stop Breathing by Playboy Cardi. And I'm not saying it sounds like uh Stop Breathing by Playboy Cardi. It reminded me of Stop Breathing by Playboy Cardi. So if you think about that, 
and then the transition into halftime part two, it is a drastic change. And up into that, you're having, you know, it, it's a hip hop album. So you're, you're having, you know, beats and knocking all that, all, all the hip hop stuff. Right. And then now you just have the keys and some sense and you have crowded places rapping. Uh, so I thought this was a perfect, perfect, like conclusion to the halftime thing, like like an interlude type thing. So uh, it, it was a great break. It was a great break. And that contributes to the halftime theme. Cool. So let's move on to the sixth song. And like I said, at halftime, we're, we're, we're finishing off this drink. Okay. Shout out to Henny Man E-Man. So uh, the next song is Airbnb. So we continue on with the basketball theme. Uh, you hear like an intercom voice, like a woman over an intercom talk, talking uh, about like either we're, we're, we're near the, the end of the third quarter or something like that. But um, like I said, the theme stays consistent and you're going to have to listen to the project because we're just doing like a, a brief, quick little overview of everything. So uh, on Airbnb, uh, we, I get another shout out, man. I'm feeling real cocky and real arrogant at this point of the review because I got two shout shout outs on the same, you know, on the same project. I'm feeling real special now. So uh, he he mentions uh, crowded cool hand and T and that the T stands for that T plus. And, and to me, it seems like it's a reference to um, to some Airbnb stuff when. Uh, my friends and I made an album. We rented Airbnbs and, and stuff like that, but that's kind of beside the point. Uh, so uh, he's talking his big boy stuff and, and things like that. And uh, yeah, he's talking his big boy stuff. They, they, they're not rapping back and forth. I think it's uh, Dirt on the first verse. And then uh, E-Man talking his player stuff on the sixth song, uh, on the second verse. So let's go to uh, the seventh song, which is called Future. And we get some future references like, you know, future Hendrix and things like that. Uh, Dirt says the the classic line, I can't hear the haters like I'm Helen Keller. And I want to uh, emphasize this line because sometimes it's about the delivery uh, when it comes to an artist. Sometimes you hear a line that is not... Like it's not like it's not super complex and I don't promote that. Like it's it's always good to throw in a bar that you may have to think about and things like that. But a lot of times when it comes to uh, song making and especially with rap, and these are things that I think about as a former, as somebody who used to rap. And um, you'll never hear me say that I uh, that I was the best rapper but you're never going to hear me say I was trash and you can't tell me I was trash either. So I'm saying all of this because I feel qualified to speak on it. Sometimes, you know, there's certain things that I'm not qualified to speak on this. I feel qualified to speak on. Uh, so let I can't hear the haters like I'm Helen Keller. His delivery on that line uh, was 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 on the money like it was precise. It was accurate. Because the way he delivered it made it stand out. Uh, when you hear his voice, the way he, the inflection in his voice, it makes you remember 
that <laughs> that line. He said something afterwards, something, something, something. He's a storyteller. And he says it like with the same inflection and tone. But the Helen Keller thing, it's so it's so simple. And this is why um, you're going to hear me say this. This isn't the first time I've said this. And this isn't the last time you're going to hear me say this. This is what makes Drake great because he says a lot of simple things, but he makes it sound good. So I, I think I think my point is made here. Uh, he made it. He made it sound real good. It doesn't. That's the thing. And this is what I want to emphasize. And if I ever talk about rap again, I'm I'm gonna say it. It, it. It's you don't have to have the most complex thing that you know you you want to break down. You didn't catch that, but but I said this. Blame your delivery, or maybe you just overthought a bar, and you expect like people to lose their minds when when they when they when they find out what you really meant. And this is another reason why I don't like you rappers either. That's that, I'm glad I said that. Because every rapper likes to think they're the best. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like every rapper like this is why I rock with Waka Flocka. He he's he'll say he was like, I wasn't a good rapper, I was a bad rapper. And I think Waka Flocka progressively got better at rapping as he continued on the path in the journey of becoming a, a an artist and not just a brick squad shaking your dreads type stuff. He grew into being more of a rapper's rapper. He never fully got all the way there, but um, Waka Flocka did a joint over uh, J. Cole's Fire Squad. This was around like, what, 2015, 16? Yeah, probably twenty between 2014 and 2016. And he he was rapping. But when he first came out, he didn't know what he was doing. He was a street dude. You can look at... Um, there's an old video. There's there's a classic Gucci Man freestyle. They're like around the Texaco or something. It's Gucci Man, Shawty Low, and OJ the Juice Man. You see Waka Flocka in the back with like a with like with like a bag with probably something in the bag. You know what I mean? He was in the background just standing there. Waka Flocka was a street dude. He wasn't a rapper, and he learned how to rap. But what happened? Waka Flocka came in the game without knowing too much about how to rap and made hits. It made classics, matter of fact. Flockavelli 1 is a classic. I like to listen to Flockavelli when we do long road trips because there's so many high-energy songs. Uh, and once again, I'm veering off, but you know, I don't care. This all contributes to, uh, to this project. You know what I mean? So uh, well, let me just get back to, back to, the, back to the program, uh, which is it, it's not always what you say. Uh, it's how you say it and how you deliver it. <clears throat> so, yeah. And on this song and uh, the, the song Future. Now, E-Man's talking some player stuff again. Big Henny E-Man. Uh, he's talking that player stuff again. Uh, and it, it's another smooth uh, production. The production is real smooth. Uh, uh, you have you hear like horns or a saxophone in the background. And uh, he. E-Man says something along the lines of like, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm bring it down some. You went crazy, but it's my turn and I'm going to calm things down. And I think that contributes to what I was saying before about um, E-Man just having that baseline of cool, like just the baseline of, of, of calmness, of cool, of, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> just the chilled out dude, just the chilled out rapper, uh, real, real P, real player. So... 
let's get to the title track on the eighth song, which is called Splash Bros. And uh, they're rapping back and forth once again. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and, and we're just going to wrap things up because uh, I want to get to my 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 general thoughts, uh, my, my likes, my dislikes, so on and so forth. So Splash Bros is another good song. Uh, they're, and they're rapping back and forth, which is, I think, like strong points. If they can do something like this in the future again, where they're like, you know, gone back and forth on multiple songs again, I would love that because I think they're a good, a good, a good duo. So uh, then you have Midas, which I feel. So on the Midas joint, I feel is more of, you know, you have a lot of West Coast stuff on this project. Like this is a West Coast project (laughs) but Midas gives me like I don't know like it gives me like an old school vibe like like the beat the way that they're rapping the hook it's like both of them on the hook like you could get touched like Midas if you like the way that they're rapping I like that like it gives you uh, it just gives you, you know, you take like a leap back in time with this song and uh, and it switches things up a little bit, switches things up. And then fourth quarter slash eternal life is the final song, which is also produced by Dirt. And this is a personal song. Uh, I'm not going to try to guess what everything is about in which he's saying in the song, but of all the songs and why it was easy for me to kind of not speed run through the project is because most, I would say most of the songs up until fourth quarter slash eternal life are just pretty much, I can listen to these songs on the car. I can listen to these songs in the gym. I like an anywhere type of song, but fourth quarter slash eternal life has more depth depth in the sense of it's personal now you can have bars on any song and the bars can be in depth but the content and the concept of a song does not have to have depth like a lot of like like use Lil Wayne as as an example Wayne prime Lil Wayne and some can argue that he's still in his prime but I think most people who know Lil Wayne would tell you that run he went on from like from Carter two to up until he went to prison uh, for that gun case. That was like the the primest Lil Wayne <laughs> uh, in terms of rapping. A, a lot of those songs were just like crazy barred out songs, um, but it, they were just and it stopped there. And I'm not I don't want to call it empty calories, but it stopped there. There wasn't like a message. There wasn't with a lot of these songs with prime Wayne, Right. So I want to, I feel like most of these songs here on splash bros are West coast, uh, Oakland connection. I, I, I don't think I mentioned that, uh, E-Man is an Oakland resident to my understanding. He's from the Southern California area, but resides in Oakland, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well. Um, but Dirt's talking like some personal stuff, how he wants to see his brothers win, how he wants people to, he's not losing sight of the, the purpose, the grand scheme of things. He wants his, his folks to get eternal life. Uh, he said something about like, you know, he lost his blood 
it turned his family in the crypts. I'm like, okay, what's that about? He is living in LA. Like it made me think like he lost his blood, which t- like he lost somebody in his family and, you know, you know, por- a portion of his family got turned out to the gang life. You know what I'm saying? So that is the, the probably the, the deepest song that I would say is on this project. And once again, he, uh, dirt himself, uh, he produced that. So, um, those are just the song, a quick little speed run of the songs on this project. But my overall thoughts, my overall, overall thoughts of this project was a very good project. When I first listened to the whole thing through, I'm like, this was enjoyable. Like this was good. Um, I'm not sparing. I'm not, I'm not saying that to be nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think E-Man and Dirt have very good chemistry together. There's a natural balancing act uh, between their two styles because E-Man's voice is deeper and smooth, as I, I, I talked about before, and real cool, calm, and collected, where Dirt, he doesn't have like... Now, and this is the thing. This is what I wanted to talk about, too. Dirt doesn't have a soft voice. I done talked to him uh with him and Jazzy Vaughn, you can find that on the uh, Cool Hand Podcast YouTube channel. We had an Instagram live interview, and his voice is not soft, but it's not like deep, deep, deep baritone. And another thing is when you're rapping and you have to project your voice, your voice is going to sound a little bit lighter. Like I'm projecting my voice right now. I think there, since I can hear myself, there's still some bass in my voice. But when you're really project, projecting your voice on some rapping stuff, you're going to lose a little bit of bass. That's just, that's just what it is. So there's certain things and crowded places will tell you this because I think he said this before. And if I, and I'm, let me just disclaimer, this isn't what he said verbatim. Cause it'll be like, I didn't say that. So it's like, you have to, when you're, when your voice isn't like a rapper's voice, there's some things that you have to compensate for. And I'm not saying compensate in a bad way, but some of the aggression that dirt came with, uh, some of the charisma that dirt came with on this project, I think was very good because E-Man's going to sound good regardless. He could have just, E-Man could have hummed and sounded good because his voice is that good. He has a, he has a good rapping voice. That's just what it is. That's just genetics. You know what I'm saying? That's just what he was blessed with. You heard? So that's just going to stay the same and there's nothing you could do about it. You can't stop it. His voice is going to sound good on the track. So they had a good balancing act between uh, E-Man's deeper voice and smoother presence and Dirt's sometime turned up presence, but also his voice offsetting each other's voices. It's not one way leaning toward the other. It's a nice balance. They were balanced on these tracks in terms of the sound. So I liked that there was also they stuck to the the basketball theme. We didn't talk about lyrics too much, but they there are so many basketball references, a couple Dwight Howard references. There's some Dame Lillard references. I caught an Anthony Davis reference. We had a Ron Artest reference. 
it stuck to the theme of this whole Splash Bros. Of course, there was a Stephen Curry reference um, toward the end of the project. So I really I like that as well, because you can look back on it and say, OK, we did this project based off of this. This was the concept. And you in you can look at this a couple years from now, five years from now and say, OK, this was the this was the the subject matter of this project. You know what I'm saying? Like there was there was a basketball theme throughout the whole throughout the whole project. Cool. Sequencing that this is another strong point that I liked. I loved forget like love the way that the tracks were sequenced. Um, it's not until recent that I really have I really pay attention to the sequencing more. And I think that's because I was a part of an album that took, you know, more than a year to make. And when it came to the order of the songs, like it was just something I never thought of. Like you can listen to it and say, oh, that sounded good. But you don't think, how did they determine which song went after the next? So I liked the, the songs didn't sound out of place. None of the songs sounded out of place. And uh, I did appreciate the sequ sequencing. Now, I'm going to say one thing Um, the one thing uh, that I didn't enjoy as much was some of the content of the raps like when I say player stuff like you can hear a beat that's real like cool and player like you know what I mean like you just want to flex you know and dance on some on some player stuff and you just feel real smooth but some some of the lyrics was just like on some player stuff and I don't want to hear that I'm just I'm gonna just keep it a buck like you, you know what I mean like like are we players like and, and this is another thing if you're on the west coast it's a different culture as well. I'm not saying that I'm not giving. How do I say this? Um, not not like I'm an authority I'm, in this review. It's not like I'm giving it a pass in this review. I'm the authority in, in this review and nowhere else. So I just want to make that clear because I am giving um, some criticism. And on the Cool Hand podcast, I try to keep things. But are we keeping it real today? Are we keeping it real? All right. We're keeping it real. So. Like on some player stuff, like I, that's not what I want to hear, um, you know, from, from 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 certain rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not we're not players. We're not we're not keeping it super p. We're not you know the beat could be real player and all that stuff, but like we're not picking and choosing and having a roster and all this other you know all this other player stuff. Like you know, but on the flip side. I can't dictate somebody's environment, what they're seeing, what they're exposed to and what they're rapping in the sense of their real life. If this is your real life, that's just what it is. I, so but I I personally, that's not something that I enjoyed um, with this. So and, and that's another reason why I'm like, you know what, we're not going to get too deep into the lyrics because there's just some things that I just don't really rock with. Uh, with the lyrics, like you know, I, I we ain't on no player stuff in, at the Cool Hand podcast, so um, that's just it. And, I, and please take that, please take that criticism with a, a grain of salt. Uh, but but at the same time, you got to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? I'm ne I'm never gonna bash nobody on the Cool Hand podcast, but um, some some of them lyrics, I'm like, eh, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what it is. This is the Cool Hand podcast. Something you got to deal with. Splash Bros is out. You could get it on apple music spotify uh you could probably get it on youtube i didn't check there yet um but you can also get it on itunes support um dirt e-man good job i'm looking forward to splash bros too 
If you want to hear Splash Bros too, put it in the comments. If you're on YouTube, don't bother on Spotify. I ain't going to see it. I don't. <laughs> so this is the Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Shout out to Dirt E-Man. Uh, and have a good day. Easy. <laughs>